Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today's no exception. We have a great guest, but first, a quick thank you to our sponsor. One of the most valuable skills is learning how to sell. And I don't mean sales in the context of manipulation or any of those sleazy sales techniques. I'm talking about the old-fashioned art of bringing value to customers. I'd like you to attend How to Win Funds and Influence People. This is hosted by Russell Gray from the Real Estate Guys Radio Show. Coming up on June 28th and 29th in Dallas, Texas, this is a must-attend event. If you've not attended before, you definitely want to make it there. For more information, go to realestateguysradio.com events. That's realestateguysradio.com events. We are back. Here on the Weekend Edition, we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today, we've got a great guest all the way from San Francisco, California. Welcome to the show, Sonia Lee. Thank you, Victor. It's uh, exciting to be here. Great to have you here. We've got to know each other over the last several years, and I've been watching what you've been doing in multifamily and a variety of different asset classes. We've done projects together, and I thought it'd be useful for our listeners to hear a little bit of a case study on a project. But before we go there, why don't you give a little bit of your backstory and how you got into this segment of real estate investing? I was trained as a lawyer originally. I went to law school and got my um, license to practice law here in California. And I was doing uh, corporate tax consulting, but it wasn't as fulfilling. I have that entrepreneurial side to me. And um, I always felt that there was something else for me. And once I had my daughter, I realized that I wanted to uh, have more flexible career so I could spend more time with her and yet also develop my entrepreneurial side. So I jumped into real estate. It was intriguing. It was very flexible. And I started out by flipping a house or two. And then eventually that got me into uh, ground up construction and development of custom homes. In 2008, though, when the recession happened, the construction lending completely dried up. So that led me to look at income producing properties like multifamily. The banks were still willing to lend to acquire those types of properties. So I turned my attention to that. And since then, we've been investing in multifamily, RV parks, um, mobile home parks, as well as hotels and commercial properties. And it's been an exciting adventure. I love it. So the case study that we're going to talk about, I believe, is a larger property up in Evansville, Indiana. How did you first become introduced to that particular opportunity? Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. And, you know, Victor, we always talk about how this is a relationship business, and it truly is. And I, you know, I really like my partner that I'm in this deal with. He's from California, but he moved to Indiana about 10 years ago when he saw more opportunities out there rather than out here in California. And of course, I feel the same now. I've been feeling the same for several years. Uh, the price um, and cap rate have compressed so much in California that I just couldn't find any good deals. My partner, uh, Michael James, on this deal, I met him because of a um, housing or senior housing conference that I went to a couple years back. And somebody there that I met called me up and said, hey, would you be interested in meeting somebody who's doing business in Indiana? They could use some equity injection. They're looking for investors. And so we got connected to Michael that way. Um, Michael and I met. We immediately hit it off. We liked each other. And we decided to do this deal together. As always, when you look at any deal, we talk about doing due diligence on three areas. Number one, the market. 
Number two, who's the team that's going to run it? And number three, the specifics of the deal. How did you convince yourself that this was something you wanted to do? Yeah, you know, it's, um, I mean, the numbers obviously looked really great when Michael um, first sent me the financials of this building and the potential of the, the income. Um, I was intrigued, but I didn't really know much about this market. And frankly, um, I've, I've heard of Indianapolis, but not Evansville, Indiana. So I was, I was hesitant. But we met Michael in person a couple times, and he had vast knowledge about the area and why he believed the city would be up and coming, why this property in particular um, had exciting potential. And because I really liked Michael and um, I could tell that he had deep knowledge about what he was talking about, and he also had great resources uh, locally too, which is very important to bring a project into success. So we um, decided to do the deal together. And I guess, you know, as numbers obviously were very attractive, but what really um, pushed me to do this deal is um, how Michael and I got along and how our interests were aligned and and how our value system were very uh, similar. You know, that's so important. Oftentimes we talk about good deals and a lot of rookie investors focus on good deals. But of course, as we all know, a good deal badly managed is no deal. So the differentiator, the only differentiator in that is in the word management, which really comes down to the people. Have you got alignment of goals? Have you got alignment of vision and values? And if that alignment doesn't exist, don't do it. How did you come to the conclusion that that alignment was there, not just in the short term, but over a protracted period? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. We see a lot of potential in this area. Um, the Midwest and especially Indiana is a very business friendly and a lot of companies are moving there with shortage of B-class apartments where, you know, workforce can live affordably. And one of the interests that we have that align is we're not looking to just do this one deal together, but take advantage of more opportunities that Michael saw coming through the pipeline. And so when you have a long-term goal like that, you tend to look at things differently. It's not just about, you know, eating as much as you can right now. We're looking out for investors' interests. We're looking, you know, uh, building up our team resources locally and also continuing our relationship so that we can make each other more friendship, I guess. And so I think uh, our long-term perspective is really what sealed our alliance and gives both of us comfort that we are in this uh, venture together for a long term. So how far are you into the process? I'm assuming that there's probably some value-add component to the property as opposed to just buying and holding an existing property. How, How deep are you into it? We closed this deal about a month and a half ago, and there is some value at component. The building was in a fairly okay shape, but obviously we could have we were, we were planning to add some amenities like dog park and club uh, house and beef up the swimming pool and make it more attractive. Um, and also, this is a 252 unit apartment building, but a good 10, 15 percent of the units were vacant. And not because there was lack of demand, but the owner um, had owned it for about 10 years and he's an out-of-state guy. He lives in New York and he's been more or less a very much an absentee owner in the recent years. So he clearly wasn't managing it well. The rents were lower than what the market was willing to bear. 
Um, and obviously, we put some money into those units, which is what we're working on now to quickly turn those units into habitable and profitable units. Of course, whenever there's a project, and I've never ever found a project anywhere on the planet. I, I hope I do someday, but I've never found one that didn't have problems. Right. And that's really the test of any partnership. And you're still fairly young in the whole process. You're only less than a couple of months in. Mm -hmm. How have you resolved issues together? That's usually the test. Well, we communicate really well. And again, we uh, trust each other so that we know that this is a problem solving as a team whenever an issue came up, not necessarily what are you going to do for us or what, you know, what are we giving up for them. So I think because we have that perspective together, the issues weren't difficult to overcome. Um, most of our problems came with the lender. We were assuming this loan from the previous seller. And the lender had a really hard time understanding the syndication structure, uh, especially because I, I was providing my investors, uh, our investors were mostly providing the equity, uh, but they're passive investors. So they weren't really in the picture of underwriters for the loan. And they, the underwriters had a hard time understanding that structure. So uh, we really had a long education process for the underwriters uh, Michael and my partner, Matt, who's a, a real estate lawyer, um, had a long process of and patience um, educating them. I think it, we could have probably gotten very frustrated many times over that process. I mean, lots of lawyers involved and Michael's lawyers involved, we are involved. But again, um, just having that knowledge that we're trying to problem solve together and we had that trust. So I think um, most of the challenges uh, were we were able to overcome. Well, and understand for the folks at home, you're listening to someone who is a recovering attorney who already understands <laughs> the perspective of what it means to operate in that world. So if you're not from that world and you're not used to it on a day-to-day -day basis, you could probably multiply that frustration many times over. Right. I mean, when you have, you know, three different parties of lawyers involved, things quickly can get hostile. And it's really important to keep good perspective uh, in place so that things could move along rather than get stuck in some, in some legalities. I love it. So what, what's next for this particular property? You're looking to do a value add? Is there an exit strategy? What, what's the long term vision? We really believe in this area. We think in the long term, uh, the area is going to do really well. It's really, it's not a huge city, but it's hub of a tri-state. Um, and it's within that tri-state, uh, it's the biggest city. And so it, it, if you include the uh, nearby cities within those three states, uh, we're looking at almost a million people that live in this, uh, in that area. So we think the population will continue to grow, especially given the knowledge that we have of the companies that are moving into the area. Also, there's a new Interstate 69 connection that's happening. It's a major uh, thoroughfare within Indiana and out, uh, connecting states. And it's going to turn highway uh, into a big interstate. And so that's going to make Evansville a big logistical hub and um, a crucial point. And so we think that's going to bring a lot of logistics companies and um, more manufacturing and other type of companies into the area. And with the job growth, 
um, our property is strategically located to take full advantage of that demand. So we're excited about what this property can do. We've already been able to raise rents, taking advantage of the fact that the rents were lower than what the market was willing to bear. Um, and so we've already raised rents quite a bit, haven't lost too many tenants because of it. And the new ones that are coming in don't seem to have problems with it. So we're excited. It's doing what we thought it would do. Uh, we're working on our capex improvements that we planned on. And things are so far going smoothly. So knock on wood and um, excited to see what the future holds for this property. Well, fantastic. If folks want to get in touch with you, what's the best way? You could go to our website. It's leewordrei.com. REI stands for Real Estate Investments. You can find our contact information there and more information about this project and other projects that we have been involved. Fantastic. Well, great to catch up with you. I wish you all the success on this project and, of course, the other ones you're working on as well. For the listeners at home, definitely reach out to Sonia at leewordrei.com. That's leewordrei.com. And in the meantime, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow. 